and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter record for the air cargo and freight aircraft industry for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. I'm Jeff, the Editor of Cargo Facts. I want to wind the clock back to early June when Cargo Facts first reported that European Aviation Group had launched European Design Services with the intention to modify uh, a fleet of A340-600 that was owned by European Cargo Limited. They were going to modify these freighters, an unknown to us number, uh, in Bournemouth in the United Kingdom. Uh, this would be a Class E freighter, uh, SDC, uh, trying to get around the European Union Aviation Safety Agency's uh, ban on, on freighters now. We will have more to report on this later, but it seems like one of the A340 600s belonging to European cargo has been moved from storage in Spain to Bournemouth as recently as October 24th. Raising an eyebrow over here in the cargo facts department. But well, let me just raise only... another eyebrow because yeah. actually the <laughs> big wide body week. That the aircraft you were talking about was an A340 500. Um, right, and we don't know whether that's involved or how it's involved, but there is actually already a fleet of A340 600s in Bournemouth, and I think they're getting pretty close. Um, I don't know whether how how close they are to certification, but um, I did see that a couple of them appear to have uh, made flights of some sort. Well, we're trying to find out more, but. Um, it is an interesting project, and that reminds me um, of a story we broke at Cargofax Symposium, um, actually, because we talked to Avensis Aviation about their interesting project to modify, to build on their Class E um, modification by adding two elevators to between the main deck and the, and the lower hold. They did mention that apart from A330s, they were also looking at A340s um, for that particular modification. And I, you do have to wonder um, whether there are any links between these projects. Um, there might not be, but it, it is interesting. And it's just interesting that the A340-600 is finding, uh, you know, perhaps finding some kind of niche um, in in these kinds of cargo operations um, and certainly with its long fuse large and large volume um, you can see the the appeal but you know with four engines and fuel prices um, these days that's also I think um, something to keep in mind isn't it? I'm really happy to to see the A340 get an opportunity to hopefully find a stride into the cargo market. I mean, it's it's such a wonderful uh, aircraft as far as what it's capable of and truly a, a modern wide body. Uh, it, but everyone knows that uh, the A340 wasn't able to achieve what it was designed for or marketed for. I've learned uh, on a couple of them, actually. Um, have you? Uh, I have. Uh, but four engines no also that, that just <laughs> sorry I have to go, go on, go on. because I was going to say I flew on a, I think I 
flown on a couple of um, Virgin Atlantic A340 600s, and of course, their one of their slogans um, back in in those days was four 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 engines for long haul, right? I don't know if you remember that, but I do not. What 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 year was that? Where were you flying on the Virgin Atlantic A340s? Uh, I think. 2006 or 7. A test to you that I'm going to put on uh, on the pod is to find um, the MSN of the aircraft that you flew on and hopefully it can be we can place bets on which uh, class E uh, freighter conversion SDC that that aircraft um, becomes party to crossing my fingers that it wasn't scrapped. Um, I do, but spe- yeah, remember, I think, the registrations, <laughs> but. <laughs> what an crowning achievement. Uh, I, I, Jeff, I did want to bring your eyes um, back to CFS, because when we're talking about the A340, it was all about timing for when that aircraft hit the market. And from your uh, panel, uh, the 777 versus the A350, um, it seemed like timing is important for the introduction for some of these aircraft. That's right. And um, since you mentioned that panel, I mean, I think that was a, a very fun one. And again, I will say that um, it was it made all the difference having w- one operator um, and that operator being Silkway um, because they have both tr- the current 777 freighter and the A350 freighter on order. And so it was good to hear from Ali Hajiev, you know, the, the story behind why that carrier ordered both types. Um, and again, it was actually part of it was it was a matter of timing. Um, but they also believe that the two can complement each other and they will find a, a use for, for, for the two types. Now it's also interesting because they have 747 400s and dash 8s um, and yes they do eventually plan to start retiring the uh, older 400s but um, you know this means that they will um, for a period of time have three types the 747 8 um, 777 and a350 but um, more to your point about timing, um, of course, there's the A350 freighter that is coming in 2025. Then there's the 777-8F coming in 27. But as well, we have three 777 conversion programs. Um, and the most advanced of those is IAI's 777-300-ERSF. And the point I want to make about that particular project is that they are very, very close to the first test flight. And actually Rafi, um, who was on that panel, but um, since last week, he has updated us on the progress and they've now, um, apart from jacking down the aircraft, uh, they've now actually powered on that prototype aircraft. Um, And so, you know, it's another milestone on the way to that first fight, uh, which is still expected to take to take place before the end of the year. 
I guess you could say for our, our listeners in the United States, um, and in the spirit of Halloween, it's alive. Um, it is alive. <laughs> we'll be flying too pretty soon. Um, but the, I guess the next milestone before the first test flight uh, will be just completing all the ground checks um, and you know all the instrumentation and all that. But uh, hopefully that doesn't take too long and we will see um, this prototype 777-300ERSF flying um, and leaving you know, Tel Aviv for the first time in a while. That's going to be a monumentous day to see that aircraft roll out of the hangar. I, I, from the synopsis of your, your panel, I, I, I do think that production rate for the... Um, triple seven freighters is going to matter um a lot as far as swaying customers as far as between the triple seven uh dash eight and the a350 um uh, the, the words that it, it, that ollie from Silkway uh shared were really impactful um and with these conversion programs um they may be the precursors to change the tide of war between the dash eight and the A350, in my humble opinion. But um, as far as new freighter and freighter technologies, just a couple of days ago, we received the first flight of a four-engine cargo drone uh, back in China, this drone being the Twin-Tail Scorpion D. Uh, now, what I love about this drone is um, it's, it's four Name. engines, which... We, uh, <laughs> the, the name is pretty sick. Um, uh, it's four engines makes it unique um, in the drone space. We haven't seen that before. At this time, they look to be conventional. Um, we can only uh, confirm that from the images, the drone that appears to show radiators on top of the um, uh, it four engine nacelles. Uh, now this drone would be capable of carrying around like 1.5 tons maximum take takeoff weight of 4.35 tons, which puts it in line with the Cessna 208 Grand Caravan, uh, which I you know something something about that that size category. We're seeing a lot of development uh, in as far as the uh, autonomous space goes. And Cessna 208 Caravan, of course, is the platform um, being worked on by Reliable Robotics. Um, and X-Wing, which were panelists um, in our uh, alternative aircraft panel at CFS. Um, so definitely more to watch as far as the alternate aircraft types. So let me just ask you on the topic of CFS, uh, how, how was your first CFS? How did you find it? It was such an eye-opening experience um and it it makes me the insights provided really have changed my thinking on the broader freighter space and i want to highlight um the panel on market values as far as uh the values of the 737 800 um and that makes me reimagine a lot of the reporting that we did on 737-800 developments in china and then 737 classic retention um, in Asia, and I'm going to be thinking about this this panel because I I expect that we're going to continue to see a lot of the 
both 737 Classic and 737 Next Gen um, development in Latin America um, in the months to come. Um, right. I, and, uh, now, I mean, I know of um, a few interesting developments um, in this space uh, that are coming up pretty soon, too. And I was going to, you know, remember how we were making fun of the fact that every time we did the podcast, we had to mention some kind of 737-800 re-delivery um, <laughs> or order. Oh, it wasn't a forced thing. We did it because it was what we wanted to do. But yeah, you were saying? No, I'm just saying there are more of those to come, um, including some pretty interesting ones, I think. So now, when, when you're thinking of 737s in Latin America, my mind immediately jumps to Mercado Libre, um, which is driving e-commerce um, in that section. Um, and that growth won't necessarily be um, just aligned with 737s. Another thing that we learned at the panel was um, our regional freighters, not maybe not necessarily for e-commerce, but regional freighters um, manufactured by ATR and um, Bardier um, are seeing huge growth potential in Latin America and in Africa regionally. But back to the Mercado Libre, to, um, uh, driving the growth of freighters in, in Latin America, we saw huge monumental news in the e-commerce market during CFS, didn't we, Jess? Uh, One I was trying to point to was a, a, a story that you wrote. Um, yeah, it, it was, I blinked my eyes and you had written the story. Was the Amazon oh, turning to a oh, You were talking about 737s, so that's where my yeah. mind was. Going, but obviously, <laughs> yeah. Um, you succeeded in, in tricking me, but the yes, well, the, the Amazon A330 um, story, and I think there are obviously a few interesting things about this, right? So Hawaiian Airlines, which already operates passenger A330s, but they're now going to be flying uh, freighter A330 freighters for the first time, and so this is a, a new CMI partner for Amazon. Um, and the other interesting thing, or one of the other interesting things, is that um, we know the exact identities of these 10 aircraft, and they include four basically brand new frames um, that will make a basic freighters. But uh, because, and these are, these were destined for the Hainan um, group in China, but uh, they never ended service, um, and so they've just been sitting there. Um, so, you know, the fact that these are going into conversion uh, like that is just pretty, pretty interesting. Um, I mean, that's, I think, and I think the first one is going into conversion very, very soon. No? And I think generally it's just, one thing that that does need some um, clarification is that these are Amazon confirmed to us that these are replacing the older seven six sevens um, flying domestically within the U.S. and of course these are uh, include some two hundreds that are operated by uh, ATSG's airlines. Uh, so these aren't. Yes, they're obviously uh, you know larger than the 767 200s but 
they're not, I mean, they're, they're being added to the network, but they're, some of the older planes are also coming out of the network. So yes, there will be some volume growth, but um, for the most part, this is more a renewal and a replacement. It, it, it begs the question, um, do, do you think that these, um, the, the freighters that will be retired from the um, Amazon fleet uh, or Amazon's contracted fleet, so to speak, do you think that they're going to continue flying for other customers or are, are we going to see some genuine retirements? I think um, I think we will see probably them joining other carriers because we certainly have seen um, older 200s joining, you know, the likes of Raya in uh, Malaysia, possibly Astral Aviation in Kenya. Um, and, you know, one joined Star Air, what is now known as Maersk Air Cargo, but uh, last year. More things for to speculate and for us to cover. And on that, that's all of the time that we have for today. For more multimedia co coverage like this, search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify and search CargoFacts.com. Thank you very much for joining us. 